Verse 29 said, from verse 28, you start from verse 28 of Hebrews chapter 11. Through faith, he, Moses, kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Now, you say, well, that's because God already told him that's going to happen. Well, when God tells something, you have to believe it. Whether God tells you by what is written down in these books, or what tells you in a dream or a vision, you have to still believe it. If you doubt it or don't believe it, then it will be it will, it will recorded as unbelief for you, against you. So what God told Moses, believing it and putting it into action is faith. Well, now the one that was cited in this example, he said, when God said, after all the plagues that plagued you, he said, God said, this last plague I'm going to put upon this Egypt. Their firstborn will be slain. But this is how you that are living among them should protect yourself. You do this and do that. Make a Passover, put the blood of it on the doorpost, and when the death angel passes, I will tell the to skip this house, wherever the door was, wherever the blood was on the doorpost. But they have to believe that. You see, when God spoke to you, to you believe it, yeah. But you just have to believe it when God said it, and you have to tell people to believe it, not so, because by, by that time this thing happened, the death angel was passing by because they were hearing cries from every house. Just think of a, every house there's somebody crying, screaming that somebody just died. Every house. Except where they were living, and they have neighbors that were not Egyptian, that were not Hebrews. Neighbors over there, somebody they just screamed at midnight, somebody died. And neighbors over there across the street, they just screamed, somebody died. Neighbors over there too down to the old, and they were scared. You'll be scared too, no? So you'll be scared. <laughs> but they have to believe that what God told Moses will work for them. That the blood on the on the door because they don't know what please. look at what's going on right now. Look at this coronavirus, and people will begin to read that somebody died over there, somebody died over there, someone. But God spoke to me before it happened. Said, "You guys make a atonement for make a pay a ransom for your souls." And I and I told to Ben that this is what God said to me: pay a ransom for your souls, three dollar for every soul. And I made three dollar. put it in a in a, in a in a tight for the for the law for every so many of myself my wife my children my few grandchildren and their husbands and the other i just count them and I times three dollars and i put it as an that's just for me and i told my brain that this is what the lord said for this thing that's happening because it's actually it has to do with the census and god told the Hebrew, before you count my people make a atonement for your souls they must pay a ransom and when I read that, the Lord led me to that Bible verse again that the pandemic was being announced. That's, this is why, this, and I announced to the brain, I even sent it to on the, those who, who God will say, because anytime there was a census in the land, in Israel, go and read the story of the book of uh, Second Samuel. David, King David planned to count the people and the children have counted the people. And even his, his, uh, his servant said, why should we need to do a census? He won the argument. And they went and count the people, and then there was a plague. God told them, Don't count my people, otherwise, a plague will follow. And that was what Moses wrote down for them. Each time they do it and didn't make an atonement first, a ransom for their souls, then there was a plague. And that was done all in that generation by every nation counting. America was doing another census 2020, and the Lord just told me that, if, uh, well, this is what happened. I got a, a letter that said, 
account, you go go online and go and put the number of your people on in the census account. And I was about to do that when it all reminded me of that Bible verse. Wait a minute. Before you do and count, do census, there should be atonement. As, oh Lord. So what is the atonement, Lord? Ransom for your soul. It's a three dollar every child. So I just count me and my children and my grandchildren and all of my my family members. Children I put in, then I could freely give my number on their census board. But how many people are doing that in the in the nations? And then 2020 is what they call it. Census 2020, they call it. It's what they call it. Census 2020. And that was plague. 2020 also followed it. See? And I was writing it to everyone that we listen, that you know about it, that that is why the plague was visiting 2020, year 2020. It's the plague because the whole world has been census everywhere. They do census every year. They don't even know about the religious, the spiritual connotation, you see. Because God has counted, God is the one that created human beings and he said we should be multiplying and he doesn't say we should be counting and controlling population that the United Nations is trying to do. And that's why census is followed by plagues unless they do it according to what Moses wrote down. See, whether they know it or not, whether they believe it or not, these things happen. I'm telling you this, whether human beings know about it or not, whether they believe it or not, whether they believe the Bible or not, when, because God created everything, it will happen like he has said. But they don't know what is happening. They just call it a pestilence, a pandemic, a plague. It happens over and over and over. God is merciful as allowing them to, to escape it. You see? But he has told them in the scriptures, don't do this without first paying ransom for the souls of your people. And he gave an example in the Bible where he allowed King David to do that. That if, Otherwise, if he has not done that, that we read in the Bible in the stories of King David, nobody would have known that that could be the cause of pestilence and plagues. But he allowed David to make that mistake and to call it that there was plague in Jerusalem and all over his friends until God stopped it you see, by his mercy. Found it in the book of 2 Samuel, you see. And that was what the Lord referred me to when I was talking about census 2020. And I put it in my on my website i told the better and put it on our, on our whatsapp group that this is why the plague is facing and truly the plague has already started by that time because 2020 already come before they said since 2020 go and put your name there but that is an example i'm just showing that point that one as an example of when god said these things whether they believe it or not it will happen plagues follow those things but those that are believers in christ when we follow the lord jesus christ and we are being warned, he will tell us how to escape it. That's what happened. Because what happened in Egypt, that God said, the pestilence, the plague is going to kill the, they will have drawn a circle around Egypt and all the people that are living there. Firstborn died, but God said, you as a machine, you do this to protect yourself. And that was why they were doing the Passover lamb. And that was why I said, God will tell you what you will do to protect yourself. And see, in that day, they will have to believe it. See? When the pestilence is going on the right and left, they are hearing screams everywhere. They have to believe that what God told Moses will hold for them. And they believed it and it hold for them. And that's exactly what we are seeing that in book chapter was 28 of Hebrews chapter 11. See, through faith, it kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Now, verse 29 says, By faith, they passed through the rest. Now, that's the next step. And the rest, the same situation of God. They passed through the rest as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do while drowned. How did they get that one done? They got to the rest, they come, they go say, Come over here, I'm going to do some signs and wonders here. I'm going to call Pharaoh to come after you guys 
and it will think you guys are locked in and now get glory. And then maybe second day or third they saw the, the Egyptians army coming up behind. They screamed out of the Moses. They screamed and cried out to Moses. But they are all going to die here. This army, you see, these people are not soldiers. But the army has coming against them with swords and spears. And they are just like farmers. And uh, they don't have any weapon. Now they are, they are in the Red Sea in front, army behind, and they were scared, you see. And Moses told them, don't worry, God is going to fight for us. And then he said, God told him, Dry, divide the sea, and God divided the sea. You know, they also read in the book of Exodus. And they divided the sea and passed over. And then God allowed the Egyptians to foolishly follow through. Not knowing how come the sea divided, they didn't want to know. They just thought it was the fault. And they followed, and that's where they all, the Egyptian army was buried in the ocean, in the sea, let's see. See, that was faith of Moses, that he believed what God said, and he spread his rod, and the wind began to emanate. He said the wind was going through all night to divide that sea, all night. So you can see that uh, it was not a single one-time shot, and the water was parted. So all night the water was being moved aside, the wind was blowing, moving the water apart, and it became a dry land. By the morning they saw that the, the place was open and they started running across. By the time the Egyptians saw that that place was also they were almost have, always almost gone to the sea. They also tried to pursue and they were drowned. That's why he was saying that the Egyptians are saying to do while drowned. Let's go to our start now. Now that was the end of the story of Moses that was reported here because all the others you can we know some of those other stories. But now go to our start. He's now talking about Jericho, which is now Joshua. That's by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Now, that's another highlight of faith. How was that faith? You can say, well, all these men you saw in here. If I see in here, maybe I'll believe. No, you still have to believe whether you saw in here or it was just what you read in the Bible. The faith is still the substance in your heart that will make you exercise that faith and take the steps because you have to take the steps that faith dictates take for example what you read in the bible said you shall say unto this mountain be thou removed be thou carried to the sea. it was just written in the bible yeah and you read it you believe it then exercise that faith you have to take those steps say it believe in your heart don't doubt it that what you see shall come to pass then you say you shall have it so then you have to take those steps if you say i believe but you don't say it in your back of your mind, you're saying, I'm not sure, I'm not sure you have, then you are not believing. Also. So, the believing is one thing, then take the step. The same thing when you come to this story of Jericho, the angel spoke here yeah, and said, This is how you are going to conquer. All of you, mighty, mighty men, you walk around this city once every day for seven days. On the seventh day, march around it seven times. And then at the end of seven times, shout, and the walls will come down. So, those are steps. And they have to believe it. More Joshua believe what he had, and he has to lead the people to take the steps. That's what I'm saying. If they don't take the steps, it won't fall down. If they don't walk around it, it won't fall down. They can't do two days, three days for them and say we are tired. Oh, we are tired. Let's postpone to next month. We do the next five round next month. No, because there's a reason why God, uh, the angel told them, the Lord told them through the angel that march seven times around the city. And the seven days, seven times in a day. The first time is one once a day, once a day. Once, but on the seventh day, 
bounced around it seven times. It's almost like you are, you are creating a, uh, what we call it, a wave, sound wave, right? marching, 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 that is going to crumble that. That's my way of interpreting and engineering wise. The God knows what he was doing. But he told them, because they are not engineers, they are, they are faculty and so But God could have been telling them some, some scientific things that they don't know anything about. That if you do it this way, scientifically, this works will crumble. See? But he gave them the prescription. See, like you call it prescription. That once a day, this place is getting weaker. Once a day, oh, one million people marching around the world. Once a day, maybe it gets weaker. Maybe it gets weaker. On the seventh day, march through seven times. Wow, maybe it's really getting weaker now. Now, at the end of it, just shout. That's a sound wave. That will be like boom, like a, like explosion. That will make the, see, I'm just trying to use the, the, our knowledge of science now to explain what could have been, how God did it. Yes, God did it. But if you didn't tell them that they won't know what to do, most of But God did it by telling them what to do. So the same way God will do something telling us what to do, step by step, that we create success, solution for our troubles. But it takes faith to even hear from you. It takes faith to take the steps it tells you to take because you are hearing from the spirit world and you take those steps and you then see the result. So that is what faith is. Faith is believing what God said Taking the steps that you the faith dictates and expect this expect the result. You must expect. You don't expect the result. You are doubting. Maybe you know. Then you are not expect. Expectation is part of that faith. So that's what you see in verse thirty of Hebrews chapter eleven about the walls of Jericho that fell after they were compassed about seven days. I just explained the faith that was at work then because they have to believe and take the steps. Verse thirty-one is talking about another person. By faith, the allot Rahab. That's in Jericho. Perish not with them that believe not, when she had received the spies with peace. Now let's talk about that a fit. Well, according to the scriptures, this woman in the book of uh, Joshua, she was a lot in Jericho. You know, a lot that's a bad trade. But she she probably didn't participate in all the idol worshiping that was going on because she was not a religion. But then they started hearing the stories about these Hebrews. Israelites coming from Egypt, and they had the story that God divided the race for them. That has gone before them. The stories have come to the Canaan. They had stories that things are happening in the wilderness, and now these people have come to their borders. They are on the other side of the river Jordan. They were all scared to death, and they were hearing the story that God has promised this their God, the God of these Hebrews, the God of these Israelites, have promised them that all these lands from Jordan down onwards is given to them. And they are going to begin to destroy every people that are in that land. That includes them in Jericho. So they were all scared. And this Allah also heard about it. She was scared to death also. But she believed that that must be the true God that could divide the race. That must be the true God. She didn't believe all these idols that people are worshipping that they think she didn't participate in. It was a bad trade. It was a lot or something. But she heard about this a true God that was doing those signs and wonders. And then there were some other kings that have been destroyed in the other side of Jordan that these people just wiped them out and took their land. And they heard about our stories. But these other people, the people in Jericho also had the same story. But they wanted to defend their God. You know, they have their own God. So it's like our God against your God. See? But this woman that didn't believe in those idols, didn't believe their gods. Anymore. Now she saw that this, that the one that divided the Red Sea, that she had the story, that must be the true God. If you could divide the rest, that must be the God that created the whole thing. 
So now that is faith in itself. Not faith that uh, they, they have their own God. Uh, we have our own God. This God, we are going to make our God fight their God. Now, if you believe that this is the true God, these are no God, these are idols, then you won't be deceived. And that was what the faith of Rahab was. That she believed that the God that divided Rahab for this is will be the true God that ought to be worshipped. So she decided to join herself with them if she could find opportunity. And there comes opportunity knocking on her door. There the two spies came. You are Israelites? She pleaded for her, for her life and she decided to save them. When the others will have turned them in, that's a way. Let's see how their God will save them now. They want to, they, if there are other Jericho people who like to fight for their own idol and think the idol can save them, which did not save them most of them because they are just idols. But Rahab, believing that this God of these Hebrews is the true God, she, she, she decided to join the true God and pray, and pray for her own salvation and our family too and our father and our mother and all that and they saved and that was why he said she perished not with them that believe now when she had received his part with peace now verse 32 now apostle paul writing this she has given the highlights of all these individual personality going to not generalize the rest of the people because there are just too many of them verse 32 says and what shall i more say for the time will fail me to tell of gideon remember the story of gideon that uh, led 300 people to fight millions of soldiers and 300 people that are just blowing the trumpet and breaking pictures that put terror in the mind of the millionaires. That's the Gideon with the angel that was uh, telling what to do. And of Barak, that's another man that led the army of Israel during the, in, the, in the book of Judges. And of Samson, we know about Samson in the book of Judges also, which God gave him supernatural power to fight the Philistines as a single person defending Israel. And of Jephthah, another person that was leading Israel during his own time. Of David, King David also, how we remember he killed Goliath by faith, trusting God that God can, that delivered me from the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear, is going to deliver me from the weapon of this Goliath the giant. And God defended him. And Samuel also, the prophet Samuel also did some signs, leading them to fight the Philistines and drive them away. And of the prophets, other prophets did some other signs like Elijah the prophet, and, and, and uh, it's no more naming them right now, but we know about Elijah the prophet, and we all know about Elisha, who was telling the secrets of the king of Syria to their king. So that was also signs and wonders. God was doing all those things as template, an example for us. But all these prophets who through faith they subdued kingdoms, they wrought righteousness, they obtained promises, they stopped the mouth of lions. Now, Talking about mountains now, you can think about Daniel in the land because these are all before before the book of Hebrews was written. Daniel many hundred years before Christ. So these are also men of faith. So they stopped the mouth of lions. They coined the violence of fire. Now that's talking about Chedrak, Mechak, and Abednego, how they stood before King Nebuchadnezzar and refused to bow. And they were thrown to the fire, fiery furnace, and God defended them. Those are men of faith. He was giving generalizing their as examples of men of faith that they coined the violence of fire. Some might escape the edge of the sword. We don't know many of those people. We run away from the enemy. Out of weakness were made strong. Some waxed valiant in fight. Some turned to fly the armies of the aliens. Many things and signs of individual people in history that rose up to do something and God stood with them and delivered them like even the son of Saul. Jonathan the son of Saul. The son of Saul, he rose up and then 
was able to fight some people and the rest of the Philistines ran away. But that is, and then some of the soldiers of each of King David. The Bible said there are some soldiers of King David that the mighty men of David. Second Samuel chapter 20, we tell them, these are all faith. They are exercising faith in the Lord God Almighty. And God was showing signs and wonders who here and there, here and there, over the centuries of the history of the, so that's what he was not summarizing there. He mentioned some names, others just didn't mention there, and he just said they did this somehow. These are all faith. He all mentioned women, verse 35. There are some women also that exercise faith that was reported, recorded for us. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Like the story of the woman that ran to Elisha the prophet and would not give in until Elisha came back to raise up the dead, the dead boy back to life. Those are women and the woman that also, the widow woman that Elijah the prophet was staying with and her baby died and she cried to Elijah the prophet who was staying with, with her and Elijah has to pray and pray and the baby was raised. Those are women that received their dead raised back to life again. It's just summarizing all of them here without telling individual names. But these are faith actions of faith. And we exercising faith like that in our generation, God will see or not the faith that does not doubt, that stood firm with the word of God. We are hearing testimonies here and there of several of believers like us that are exercising faith and God is all known in it. So that's why I say when we read all these heroes in the Bible, we don't count ourselves less. And God is not counting us less either. He's just telling us to hold firm and continue and exercise the same faith that they exercise and we shall see the same result because God that was with them then is the same God we are serving in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the same God that is with us now and is able to do the signs and wonders again. He's doing it again and again and again and again through us, through many of the believers. Exercise your faith like this man of old and you will see the same result like they saw as long as we stood firm. And continue steadfastly. He said, "You must steadfastly, diligently follow." What did he say in Hebrews chapter eleven, verse verse six? When he was talking about the faith of Noah, he said, "By faith it is, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and we all believe He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him." So we must diligently seek him and he will reward us. That's what we are saying. So he said, women receive their dead risk to life again, verse 35, and others, he's now going to talk about others that we didn't know about them, but they suffered and laid their life down. He's going to talk about that also because they are also men of faith. Whether a miracle happened, science and what has happened or not, if they stood firm and they died for it, they are men of faith because that was what happened to the apostles. They stood their ground, they were killed in Rome, they were Apostle Peter was crucified upside down. They say Apostle Paul was killed. Many of the apostles disciples were killed in Rome when the persecution rose up. That was others also that refused to accept deliverance and they laid down their life for God and God marked them as men of faith also. And generalizing, summarizing them in this next few verses, and others were tortured. The others tortured in Israel in those in the days when they were running letters from, from the kings that attacked them, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And verse 36 is where we are going. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourges, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Those are the persecution that occur, it has occurred in the past, it's occurring in the days of the apostles, and it's going to occur continually till the end of the world. For those who trust in God, Apostle Paul said, Through much tribulation shall we enter the kingdom of God. Tribulation is this persecution where they mock you, 
or arrest you or beat you for not participating in the idol worshiping, for being different, for refusing to take the mark of the beast. There will be that in the end of the world. And he said, Too much tribulation which shall enter the kingdom of God. And they are worried if they suffer with Christ. Say, if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. That's what he's saying. And God is saying, We are worthy to accept to receive that kingdom where we will live forever in the joy and gladness, in the kingdom of righteousness, in the kingdom of peace. He said, We are worthy because we have suffered with Christ to, to inherit it. And he went for the pastor saying that many, some of them were stoned, they were sown asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, and they put a prison of whom the world was not worthy. I mean, the world was not worthy of these heroes that laid down their life for, for what they believed, because the world that was persecuting them was not worthy of them. So that they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And this all, now this summarizes, summarizes the rest of this thing. All of these people having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise that is. They exercised their faith, but the promise they were waiting for, this new Jerusalem does not come in their time. This uh, uh, new heart, new, new being born again does not come in their time. And the heaven and the earth that talk about the new Jesus that's coming up, the glory that is going to be revealed in us, it does not come in their time. But they are going to, but they are going to paralyze to rest until every, until the reformation, where there will be a resurrection and this new Jerusalem will come down and this new glory that Christ has got for us will come and be given to everybody. That is what everybody is shooting for. But they have a good report of faith. But they have not received the promise here. The promise that God promised is the new Jerusalem, is the kingdom of peace, is the rest of this millennia that is still coming in the future. And if God comes to tell you and last thought happen, many of our generations will pass on to the to wait in the paradise for that. But see, we believe he's coming soon. And with our belief to the end, he said, if you believe, if you keep my saying, you shall never see that he's able to keep us for another for even thousands of years, if he has to, if, 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 if you can believe and, and walk with him. He said, if a man keep my sage and never see that, he's able to keep us to that time, according to his word. You say, well, suppose he didn't come in 200 years, in 200 years, he's able to keep us. Well, Adam lived for nine, nine and 13 years, Methuselah lived for nine and 69 years. So it is a small thing for God to keep any individual of us alive for nine hundred years if he wants to. If he rapture is not there, if you can believe what Christ said, that if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that. So he said, These people, they didn't receive this promise, but they have a good report, true faith. Verse 40 is what we are going to say God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. So all these people that we talk about, heroes of it, they were not made perfect. God is waiting for the end of the world. This is the end of the world where he's perfecting sins. That's why I said the sins have to be perfected. In holiness and righteousness, when we are perfected, then we become sons of God. That's what he said. Until we all come in the unity of it and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, 12, chapter 13. So we are to get perfected. All these people, heroes of it, they were not perfected. God was reserving this thing for the end time. When he's going to get the sons to become perfected, then the rest of the people will be resurrected. To live on this planet, so they have not received the reward, but they were looking for it. And we that are here, we believe we are the reward. We are to believe and press on. And God is able and has promised to give to us. God bless you. That's the end of Hebrews chapter 11. We continue 
next sermon to chapter 12. Amen.